Hey, good evening, everyone. It is great to see you here tonight. Uh, we're super excited about these nights of worship and just what they mean. Let's all stand. Uh, we're not going to meet and greet and say hey to our neighbor. Uh, I asked Andrew uh, to come and open us up in prayer tonight, and then we'll, we'll just jump right into worship. Hey, everybody. Hey, before we start, the Lord is really putting on my heart that tonight, which is a special night dedicated to prayer and worship, is just taking the time to think and reflect on just where we are at in our own passion for the Lord. You know, when we see in Scripture, worship and prayer, you know, where we are communing with the most awesome, mighty, holy, powerful being ever. And when we come before and worship, is it, are we at a place where we're, it's okay, where we're just kind of chilling and we're just letting it happen? Or are we just going for it? I mean, King David set the example, we all know the scriptures, but I just want to encourage as we open in prayer, like, if you want to lift up your hands, lift up your hands. If you want to get on your knees, get on your knees. If you need to just sit in the Lord's presence, that's fine. If you need to put your arm around the person next to you, that's fine. I mean, this is a time that's for the Lord and for each other. And... So just take some moment, and whatever is in your heart that you need to express to God, just let it happen. So let's pray together. Father, you are holy. You are awesome. God, you are greater than we know. And Father, we're just asking for your spirit to move tonight, Lord. God, there's heaviness. Father, there's hurt. There's depression. There are chains, God, that only you can break. Lord, and so we're coming to you, Father, as your people, Lord. We're all sinners here, God, but we're saved by your grace. So we're coming to you. We're calling on you, Lord. And no other God but you, our Father, and his Son, Jesus Christ, and his Spirit who's in this room. We're just lifting up this night to you, God, and we pray for your blessing on us here, God. And we also take this time to lift up our city, Lord. God, asking for your movement there. Father, you need a people to intercede for the lost God. And we are here. We're standing in the gap. Father, we're calling on you to send us out to them, God, to be your hands and feet, to show your love to them, to preach the gospel to them, God. Father, if not us, then who? We lift up all of our brothers and sisters and all the churches around this city, God. Wherever they're at in their faith, Lord Jesus, would you ignite that passion? Would you strengthen faith? Would you bring hope to the hopeless, God? Father, we have no one but you, Lord, like your disciples said. Who have we but you? We have left everything to follow you, God. And if there's something, we're coming into this room tonight, God, that we're not leaving behind in pursuit of you, God. We just cast that down at your feet right now. Lord, we want to follow hard after you, Jesus. We want to follow hard after you, God. We love you, Jesus. This night is for you, God. Be blessed, Lord. Above all, would you be glorified? Would you be honored? You are the Holy King on the throne, Lord. We are the creatures. You're the creation. We're the sinners. You're the Savior. God, and so would you be magnified tonight? Be pleased in the praises of your people and do what you want to do in every way, King Jesus. In your name, amen.
is on the move Cause the Father is in the room Come on The prison doors fling The dead come to life Love is on the move Cause Come on, we sing in faith tonight Here it goes to meet with the Lord? Okay, you're going to go ahead and have a seat. And I want to set the stage for the atmosphere of this evening and our night of prayer and worship. And it's really uh, my heart that we would seek the Lord and wait upon the Lord. A lot of times in these nights of prayer and worship, uh, we're sharing with you topics to pray about. But tonight I want to flip things and encourage you to draw near the Lord with what's on your heart. And in Isaiah 40, it tells us to wait upon the Lord. And I think a lot of times we don't understand what that means. What what does that mean to wait upon the Lord? And it's allowing our busyness to stop. It's, It's allowing all of our distracted thoughts to become still and to put our heart and our attention upon the Lord to to wait. And as we wait upon him to give him our worship and to give him our adoration. And the promise in Isaiah 40 is that as we wait upon the Lord, that he will renew our strength. And so I'm going to be leading us in some times of waiting upon the Lord and seeking the Lord. And also seeking the direction and the leading of the Holy Spirit. We see Jesus speaking to the seven churches in the book of Revelation. He says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So the Spirit is speaking tonight. In Isaiah 40 and then also in Deuteronomy 30, there's an awesome promise that God gives. A lot of times we feel that God's promise is very far away or God's word is very far away. But that's not what Deuteronomy chapter 30 tells us. It says, For this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It's not in the heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear and do it. Nor is it beyond the sea that you would say, 
who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. But the word of the Lord is near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. And as we worship tonight and wait upon the Lord tonight, I'd encourage you to follow God's leading as you seek him. Maybe it's finding a quiet place in the sanctuary. Maybe it's getting on your knees. Maybe it's standing. Maybe it's raising your hands. But to really follow the Lord's leading as you the Lord. Because God's promise to us here, let me trade this out real quick. God's promise to us is that his word is near. God's got something that he wants to speak to you. And as we wait upon the Lord for the next few minutes, as I want to encourage you to listen and see what verse God would put upon your heart or the encouragement from the Holy Spirit. So let's go ahead and wait upon the Lord to be still uh, before him. So let's pray together. Father, we do thank you that your word is near, that it's not far. That you promise as we wait upon you that you'll renew our strength. So Lord, we pause and we listen to you. We ask that you would speak to us right now through the power of the Holy Spirit. The message that you have for, for each person, Lord, tonight, right now, that you would begin to speak that into their hearts. So in stillness, let's wait upon the Lord and just listen to what he would speak to your heart individually. a certain attribute of who God is that is standing out to you right now just thank the Lord for that is it his mercy his grace his faithfulness that he's your refuge just thank him for that attribute pour out your heart before him. I'm sure all of us brought things into the sanctuary that are burdening us, that maybe we're struggling with fear. Is cry out to the Lord. Really press into his presence right now. Give that plea before him. Father, we thank you that you hear our prayer, that you hear our cry. Lord, we want to listen for your voice, listen for your word right now. Or would you speak to us what, what you have for us individually? Just receive what the Lord has placed upon your heart what he's speaking to you. So let's stand together and 
let's press into worship and find that place in the sanctuary where you can meet with the Lord, whether it's in the back or on the sides, right where you're at. And man, praise God that we're allowed right into his throne room, right into his presence. Youth, junior highers, high schoolers, we're really glad that you're in here tonight. And junior high students, I'd encourage you to worship. Like, really press into what God has for you tonight. And maybe you need to get away from your friends a little bit and spread out a little bit, but but don't miss out. High schoolers, I know it's difficult and lots of school and challenges, but press in and worship the Lord. So God's got something special for all of us tonight. Let's worship together.
to Calvary Where Jesus bled and died for me I see His wounds, His hands, His feet My Savior, the cursed tree Drenched in tears, they laid him down in Joseph's tomb. The entrance sealed by heavy storm. Messiah stood in all of
that we see in the book of Acts is that the church was alive. And the reason that the church was alive was because of the power of the Holy Spirit. I think a lot of times in our Christian life, uh, we don't know very much about the Holy Spirit, nor do we rely upon the Holy Spirit. So I want to take a few moments to share with you and teach about the Holy Spirit and then give you an opportunity to pray to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the person in the work of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is our helper. I mean, who doesn't want help, right? Who doesn't say, man, I need help being able to live out the Christian life? A lot of times we get into God's word and we see God's commands of a holy life. And we're like, man, I don't have the power to be able to do this. And I'm just failing and I'm failing and I'm failing. It's a lot like my bowling game, right? It's like, I don't like going bowling because I'm terrible at bowling. And a lot of times we feel like I'm tired of trying to grow my Christian life because I keep failing and we need the help of the Holy Spirit. We need to be able to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's really gotten a bad rap. You know, a lot of times we're, we're afraid of the Holy Spirit. We're afraid of being baptized and being filled with the Holy Spirit because we think maybe we're going to lose control. You know, we've seen maybe abuse of the Holy Spirit. We go, I, I don't want to lose control. But yet the fruit of the Spirit is self-control, Right. So there's nothing in the Holy Spirit to be afraid of. And maybe you're at a place in your walk with the Lord where you're like, man, I need God's power. I'm missing something here. I keep failing. I keep failing. I keep failing. I I need the power of, of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said this, that we being evil know how to give good gifts to our kids. How much more so does God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So God wants us asking. You may be saying, well, I'm confused. I thought the moment that we, I received Christ as my Savior, that the Holy Spirit came inside of me. And that's absolutely true. The Holy Spirit's in you. Every believer, the Holy Spirit's in us. We're, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. But in the lives of the disciples, the Holy Spirit came in them. And then in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit came upon them so that they could be witnesses of Jesus Christ. And if you're in that place of saying, I want to be the witness of Jesus Christ, I want to be the light to the world. I want to display the agape love of God. I need the power of the Holy Spirit than to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In just a moment, I'm going to ask the pastors to come here on the front and the sides to pray with you. If you're saying, I need to be filled with, with the Holy Spirit. I want to be able to walk in God's love. I want to be able to have God's power. And this may be new for you, and you're like, I've never been taught this before. I've never, I've never understood this before. It's right there in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2. Then in Ephesians chapter 5, it tells us to be filled with, with the Holy Spirit. So it's, Lord, I want to be immersed in your, your Holy Spirit. But then also, you may say, I, I do believe I'm filled with the Spirit. I do believe that I'm baptized in the Spirit, but I need to be filled up again. The problem is, is we're leaky vessels, aren't we? And there in Ephesians 5, in the Greek, it's continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. Church, this is a lifestyle. It's not just a a one-time, you know, Wednesday night prayer and worship. Okay, I'm going to be filled with the Spirit. But it's daily, moment to moment, relying upon the Holy Spirit. Maybe this is something that you've set aside in your relationship with God. 
and you're doing it on your own power and your own strength. And tonight the Lord is bringing us to this place of saying, it's gotta be by the spirit. In Zechariah, God speaks and says, it's not by power, it's not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That's why the church in the book of Acts was alive, as they were filled with the spirit, they were following the lead, leading of the spirit. So as we enter back into worship, and the pastors are available, if you're saying, yeah, this resonates with me. Either I've never been baptized in the spirit, or I've been relying on my own strength. It's time for me to be filled up afresh again. And we come to the Lord in faith. You're a good father. You've told us to ask. And it's important as we look at this to not measure this by an emotional experience. You may come and ask to be prayed for, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it may be an intensely emotional experience for you, or it may not. But in faith, if I ask to be filled with the Spirit, I was prayed for, and I'm going to walk in that. And I'm going to begin to follow what the Holy Spirit is doing in my heart and my life. The Holy Spirit can do more in a moment than we can do in a lifetime. The Holy Spirit can do more in a moment than we can do in several lifetimes. And there is a supernatural need in our lives And there's a supernatural need in this world. When it comes to overcoming sin, it's the power of the Spirit. It's relying upon God's Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and and direct us. When it's being a witness, we want to be a witness. We we want to have a heart for the lost and, and reach the lost. That comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. God hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? And so... If this is where you're at, saying, yeah, I want to be filled with the Spirit as we continue to worship, come and ask someone to pray for you. And for all of us, right now, again, we're seeking the Lord, not just going through worship songs, but seeking the Lord. As we go back into worship, seek the Lord for His power. Seek the Lord for, God, what does this mean to be filled with your Spirit? Maybe where am I missing out on the Holy Spirit leading me and guiding me. There's a friend of mine, a man in our, our church several years ago, probably seven or eight years ago now, his name's Clancy, and he died of cancer. And he went through a lot of suffering before he passed away from cancer. And I would visit with him as he was getting some of his cancer treatments. And he says, Eric, I've come to the conclusion that the Holy Spirit knows me better than I know myself. So now it's my daily prayer to say, Holy Spirit, show me what I need to know. So he was so broken, he was so hurting that he had to rely upon the Holy Spirit. Church, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And as as we seek the Lord and seek what the Holy Spirit has for us is saying, Holy Spirit, what do I need to know? What do I need to know? So if you need to be prayed to be filled with the Spirit, but for all of us to press in as, as we continue to worship, saying, Lord, I, I desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe as I'm speaking, you have an aversion to the Holy Spirit. You're like, oh no, here he goes, talking about the Holy Spirit. Time for me to find a new church. No, you're right where God wants you to be. It's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen? So Father, right now, as we continue in worship, we hear the words of Jesus that we being evil know how to give good gifts. And you desire to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. 
And we acknowledge right now as a church family, we cannot do it on our own. We can't have victory over sin. We don't have the love that we need. We can't be that effective witness. And would you forgive us for trying to live out Christian life and do church without the power of the Holy Spirit? So would you fill us afresh, God? In Jesus' name, would you fill us afresh? We want to experience the fullness of you, Holy Spirit, being our helper and you being our teacher. So we love you. Let's stand together and continue to wait upon the Lord. Pastors are available to pray with you, to be filled with the Spirit. If you have questions about that, please come and and ask us. And let's all press into what the Holy Spirit has for us in regards to being filled.
never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel that you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working.
plan is Whatever your will is I'm ready for you to come and do it here Whatever your plan is Whatever your will is I'm ready for you to come and do it here Whatever your plan is Whatever your will is I'm ready for you to come and do it here Whatever your plan is Whatever your will is I'm ready for you to come and do it Whatever your plan is Whatever your will is I'm ready for you to come and do it Whatever your plan sharing and we're just praying I was just reminded of of this section of scripture in Acts um, and it's chapter 16 and uh, man it's so good it's Paul and Silas and it says then the multitudes rose up together against them and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods And when they laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But (laughs) at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all of the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And just reading that, I know that there are some of us in here tonight that feel like we're chained. That we're chained to something, whether it be fear, bitterness, mental illness, anxiety, depression, whatever it is. You know, and we see in this passage 
They prayed and they worshiped and God worked in that. Regardless of their situation, regardless of being in prison, they chose to press into the Lord to put their, their circumstances aside and to worship God. You know, and I don't think Paul and Silas knew that their chains were going to be loosed, but they knew God's character and they knew to press in and worship him. You know, and I think sometimes we see, you know, a, a physical manifestation of God in our worship, and sometimes we don't. Uh, but you know what we see every time? We see our hearts being pulled out of the pit and back onto solid ground. When we exalt the Lord to his proper place, we pull ourselves out of that pit and we put our hearts on a firm foundation. And so tonight, I don't know what you're going through, but what would it look like if a song began to bubble up? And if we began to believe these things that we're singing, that he's a way maker, that he's a miracle worker because of who he says he is, that's who he says he is. It doesn't matter what we're going through, what our circumstance is, what our mind is telling us, all that matters is what he who he says he is, amen? So come on, let's sing. He's a way maker. Stay steadfast, my soul is in the waiting. 
really keeps God from moving in our lives is doubt. And tonight as we wait upon the Lord, there may be certain things that cause us to doubt. And the scripture is filled with people that wrestled with doubt. But the important thing is, is coming to the Lord with our doubts. We see Thomas, and Thomas is probably the most famous doubter, isn't he? And Thomas comes and he says, unless I see his hands and put my fingers into his wounds, I don't believe that he's risen from the dead. Even though his best friends that he's done life with for three years is saying, Jesus is alive, he, he is risen. And Jesus met Thomas in those doubts and in those hard and in those difficult questions. Another man was challenged with his faith and said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And faith is so important to God. When we think about how God works in our lives and through our lives, it's through faith. In Hebrews 11, we have this list of people that trusted the Lord. And they were filled with flaws, but they trusted God. And God moved in their lives because of faith. And God says that it's impossible to please Him without faith. So what is it in your life tonight that is keeping you from trusting the Lord? Where is maybe doubt entered into your heart and into your mind? Now let's pray over that for a few minutes and wrestle with our doubts and turn our doubts over to the Lord. But allow those doubts then to come to a place of faith of saying, Lord, I trust you. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust the Lord with all of your heart. Not some of your heart, but all of your heart. Lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he'll make your path straight. You know, high school students, I, I feel like there's some of you tonight where God has a real call upon your life. And you've been sensing that from the Lord, but you've also been doubting it. You're doubting, could God use me? Could my life really make an impact for eternity? And if you've been sensing that call from the Lord, is I'd encourage you tonight to don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. I mean, you've been all in and you're following the Lord, but in the back of your mind, you're like, I don't think God could, could use my life. And God's gonna use your life. And a key important ingredient of that to, is to believe it. To believe, Lord, you're gonna use my life. You are using my life and you're gonna to continue to use my life in the future. Some of you may have a heart for missions. Some of you may have a heart to be a pastor. Some of you have, may have a heart to be an engineer for the Lord. You sense God's call upon your life, but you almost believe it. It's too good to be true. It's God's heart. He, he wants to use you. He loves to use those that are weak and foolish to glorify Him. And maybe that's the doubt in your heart tonight. You're, you're doubting that God has a plan for you. For some of you, you believe that, you know, God has a future spouse that loves the Lord, but you're starting to doubt that. And tonight, hold on to it. Go, man, I'm going to love the Lord, but I'm also trusting that he's got a spouse for me in the future that, that's going to love the Lord. So specifically high school students, hold on to what God has spoken into your heart. So let's pray together and allow God to move us from doubt to, to faith. And Father, we do see how important faith is in our relationship with you. And like Thomas, we doubt. Lord, when we're not seeing the results that, that we desire, we, we get discouraged and we wonder where you're at. 
And so right now we just express those doubts that we have to you. Just begin to talk that over with the Lord. Just go there with the Lord with the things that you're wrestling with in the area of unbelief. Surrender those doubts, those difficulties at at the foot of the cross into the faithful hands of the one who created you. Trust him. He's faithful. Trust him. For you high school students that say, yeah, that was for me. I do feel God's call in my life and I've been doubting it. And tonight I choose to believe it. Would you raise your hand? I want to pray specifically for you. So, awesome. Just leave your hands up, high school students, where that's you. And Jesus, I thank you for these specific high school students right here. And those that are saying, yeah, I do believe that God has a, a call on my life, but I've been doubting it. Just ask in Jesus' name that God, you would confirm that call upon their hearts. Maybe they don't know exactly what it looks like, but they're saying, Lord, I'm committed to following you. And they're choosing to believe that you're able to use their lives for your glory. So God, I pray for each person that has got their hand up or that they would be set apart for you. Lord, and that you would put even a greater fire for your name and for your glory and that they would hold on to this. Lord, no matter how it looks that you do have a plan for their life to use their life for your glory, you can, you can put your hands down. And if you're in a specific trial and you're saying, I'm really struggling trusting God in this trial, would you just raise your hand and I'd like to pray for you tonight. And so if you're in a trial and you're saying, I'm finding it hard to trust God in this trial, just raise your hand to him and I'd like to pray over you and pray with you. And Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, and I, I raise my hand with them. And Lord, we're in trial, we're in difficulty. And Lord, we just ask that you would strengthen our faith. We do believe, but help our, our unbelief. Lord, I pray for provision in the specific trial. Lord, where there's need for financial provision and even rest and, and good sleep. Lord, where there's a need for wisdom, that you would provide that. And we come alongside our brothers and sisters in Christ in prayer tonight and just pray that you would meet them in this trial. But even more importantly, God, that you would strengthen their faith to be able to trust them, protect them from the attacks of the enemy. You can put your hands down. And Father, as a church family, we just choose to trust you. We trust you with our lives. We trust you with our church. We surrender RMC to you. Jesus, you're the head of the church. We desire that RMC would be all that you intend for it to be. May your will be done in our lives. Lord, we surrender our families to you. We place them in your hands. Lord, would you build our families? Would you bless marriages and bless children and relationship with kids? Lord, we place singleness in your hands. Pray for your will with that singleness, for for contentment, Lord, for your blessing and provision. And if there's future relationships, Lord, that's all in, in your hands. So God, we love you and we thank you and 
would you strengthen us in faith as we listen to the word as a church family, as we read your word as a church family, may it build us up in faith. So Lord, we love you and we thank you, God. thousand times I fail, so your mercy remains. Should I stumble again, I'm caught in your grace, everlasting. Your light will shine when all else fades, never ending. Your glory goes beyond all faith.
want to encourage you. And you can stay standing. We're almost done. But I want to challenge you and exhort you with these three things as we leave tonight. The first is, is that Jesus is really with you. Amen? He, he is really with you. So you're not alone. You'll never be alone. As you leave tonight, he's never going to leave you or forsake you. The creator of the universe is with you. The second is, he actually loves you. So that's pretty, that's pretty crazy that he's with us and yet he still loves us. God is crazy in love with you, which is amazing. It's mind blowing. And his love is immense in our lives. So know that God is with you, that he loves you, and also that he loves the world. Amen? He loves the world. So this is not just for us to keep to ourselves, but for us to share. And that's the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives, to to impact us, to be able to go from this place and to love people with Christ's love and to proclaim the gospel to them. So I want to read this over you tonight and pray this over you. It says, the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. And Lord, I do pray that you would bless them and that you would keep them. You'd cause your face to shine upon them, that they would see your smile, that you'd be gracious to them. Where they need it most, God, would you be gracious to them? And would you lift up your countenance upon them and give them peace? Lord, as they leave tonight, may they know your peace. May they know that you're with them the reality of your presence, that Jesus, you are with them. May they know that they're loved. They're unconditionally loved. They're accepted by you. Lord, and may we know that you love the world and may you give us a heart for the lost. So we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Please spread the word. Fourth Wednesday every month, we're gonna be seeking the Lord in prayer. God bless you. Have a great evening and enjoy the Lord tonight.